0: of 2023, why don't we stand to our feet, are you doing good, turn to the person next to you and tell them you sung amazing, you should be on the worship team, had to make some of you lie there, sorry, um, now i was so encouraged what happened yesterday with our goal setting workshop is really, really cool, uh, over 200 people came and it was just amazing, if you missed it, um, you missed it. Uh, So many men are coming out to men's prayer on Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. Can I encourage some men? Hey, we're a praying church. And I believe that when we dig the wells, God sends the rain for men and women. And Sunday morning, there's prayer there. And then all of our women, someone say all of our women. All the women are gathering on Wednesday night for resilient women. And then all of the men, someone say all of the men. All the men are going to gather Saturday night for 2.52 and it's going to be a great, great time. Um, and if you're a man in here, and if you think you don't need it, you need it even more. So I will see you there. Second Chronicles chapter 26. Second Chronicles chapter 26 says this. Uzziah was 16 years old. Someone say that's young. When he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. His mother was Jecolia. Jerusalem and he did what was pleasing, someone say pleasing in the Lord's sight, just as his father Amaziah had done. Verse 5: Uzziah sought God, now he's 16. Pay attention to this, young men. Uzziah sought God during the days of Zechariah, who taught him to fear God. And as long as, someone say, as long as, as long as the king, sought guidance from the Lord God gave him success verse 6 Josiah declared war on the Philistines and broke down the walls of Gath and Jabner and Ash, Ashdod then he built new towns in the Ashdod area and other parts of Philistia he didn't just have win battles he literally took ground from the Philistines and then built territory in those lands he's really an incredible king God helped him someone say God helped him god helped him in his wars against the philistines his battles with the arabs of ger and his wars with the millionites they're all about themselves they, they invented the selfie if you, if you look at theologians they actually invented the selfie stick the Mionites paid annual tribute to him and watch this now and his fame spread even to egypt For he had become very powerful. The next few verses talk about how he fortified towers and built forts and uh, had massive livestock and had farms and vineyards and then uh, well trained warriors. Verse 12 goes on to say this these regiments of mighty warriors, someone say mighty were commanded by 2,600 clan leaders. Now watch how big his army was. And the army consisted of 307,500 men, all elite troops They were prepared to assist the king against any enemy. Go on down. His fame spread far and wide for the Lord gave him marvelous help and he became very powerful. Someone say very powerful. But, verse 16, don't you hate when your butt gets in your way? But when he had become powerful, he also became proud, which led to his downfall. He sinned against the Lord, his God, by entering the sanctuary of the Lord's temple and personally burning incense on the incense altar. azariah uh, Azaria, I'm not sure how to say that, the high priest went in after him with 80 other priests of the Lord, all brave men, and they confronted King Uzziah and said, It is not for you, Uzziah to burn incense to the lord that is the work of the priests alone the descendants of aaron who are set apart for this work get out of the sanctuary for you have sinned the lord god will not honor you for this watch this now uzziah who was holding an incense burner became furious but as he was standing there raging someone say raging he's yelling at them raging at the priests before the incense altar in the lord's temple leprosy suddenly broke out on his forehead come on let's pray father i thank you for every man every woman within the sound of my voice holy spirit help help them receive the word help their minds help their hearts help your servant, deliver it in the way that I need to, that they might be helped for their individual, particular situation. Apply it to people in ways perhaps they never even thought about. Let it not be out of balance, but let it be in balance. Let it be received with the right spirit, I pray. And Lord, I believe that you are causing a, a, a group of people to rise and to honor you and to worship you and to become champions in their generation. I prophesy over this house a, a going again. God, I speak over every life a blessing I declare Lord God your grace and your favor your anointing I declare that there are healing miracles in this house I declare Lord God there's breakthrough there's relational breakthrough there's there's marriage breakthrough Father Lord young people are getting vision young people are running after you Father I thank you in the name of Jesus that souls will be saved that people will be discipled and leaders will be built in the mighty name of Jesus I pray come on church alive say amen Come on, say amen. Praise God. Praise God. Why don't you grab your seat? Thank you, worship team. Appreciate you guys. How many appreciate the worship team? Can you give them a hand? How many of you were here last week? Put up your hand. How many of you, with your hand up, your church attendance this year is perfect? <laughs> You're like, yes, I'm two out of two. Uh, last week we began to talk about go again, the theme of our year, not just go, but go again. We talked about go pray again, the need to go worship again, go hear God's voice again, serve again, lead again, transform Again, someone say again. What I've been aware of for some reason in my own heart and in my own spirit with the thought, with the word, go again, is the need of our lives for humility. I really felt like in my heart, like I just felt like I had a bit more of a, last week was a faith message. I would say to you today, today is a bit more of a warning message. Um, Proverbs 11 verse 2 pride leads to disgrace, but with humility, someone say humility, comes wisdom. How many of you want wisdom? Say yes. I could tell you so many different blessings of wisdom. I listed out recently, I've been studying the book of Proverbs in the month of December and reading it with us as a church and we're going through a chapter and proverb a day and going through it and hope, hopefully you'll, you'll lean into that and There's incredible blessings. I wrote down recently 24 different blessings that wisdom carries. But what's interesting is the path to wisdom is humility. The path to wisdom is humility. Humility is like, I've often heard people say, like, oh, that person's humble. And often what they mean is they're quiet. Quietness and loudness isn't humility. Uh, humility is this sitting under. Jesus put it this way in Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you, not when you're poor, but when you're poor in spirit. Because when you're poor in spirit, you recognize you need God. And Jesus says, blessed are you when you're poor in spirit. What happened to Isaiah when he sees God? In Isaiah chapter 6, as we talked about last week, he has an encounter with God, and in that moment, he is humbled, and when he's humbled, he is poor in spirit, and when he's poor in spirit, God actually then cleanses him and heals him and makes him strong. Proverbs 15, verse 33, the fear of the Lord teaches wisdom, Humility precedes honor. How many of you want honor? The pathway is humility. Proverbs 29 verse 23. Pride ends in humiliation while humility brings what? James chapter 4. God opposes the proud. Anthony, I'm a Christian. God can't oppose me. It didn't say, if you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian. God opposes who? The proud, but what does he give grace to? He gives grace to the humble, so humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Uzziah, I want to point you back to this passage of Scripture, in 2 Chronicles chapter 26, it says this, Uzziah sought God during the days of Zechariah who taught him to fear God. What is the fear of God? The fear of God is reverence of God. The fear of God is awe of God. The fear of God, if you have a wrong perception of the fear of God, you'll run from God. That's not the fear of God. That's an unhealthy picture of the fear of God. But the fear of God says, God, you're God, I'm not. Um, when you say you're right and I say I'm right I say you're right I have, this, I have this thing that when me and Jesus disagree just a little agreement I have with Jesus I'm wrong it's done me well so far if, if Jesus and I are wrong uh, 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 seeing eye to eye I'm like Jesus are you sure about this? He is the Alpha and Omega. He is first, he is last. He is the beginning, and he is the end. Here's what's interesting, though. Uzziah's big transgression wasn't having everyone over for a party. Uzziah is the king. Someone say the king. And he takes incense, and he walks into the sanctuary, and he actually steps out of authority. How do you know when you're prideful? How do you know when you're wrestling with pride? You can't, un- you can't do an umbrella. I feel like Mary Poppins right now. You ever been out in the rain and and you've got this big umbrella and someone else doesn't have an umbrella and they're just getting pelted and you're just standing there just going, oh, I feel good. Um, I love having a dog. The one time I hate having a dog is when it's raining because I'm more concerned about just covering my dog and I'm sitting there just getting wet and he's covered. How do I know when I'm prideful? I'm always resisting authority. I'm resisting authority. No one can correct me. I'll do what I want. (laughs) We used to have this saying when I was growing up, I'll do what I want. As teenagers, we'd say this, I'll do what I want. How many know that doesn't go well? you're, You're 14, four years ago you were 10 but all of a sudden you have this incredible wisdom because you've been reading all these books and studying from Socrates and Jesus and the philosophers from the age of 10 to 14. Not you? Didn't think so either. And at 14, all of a sudden, you know everything. At 15, you know even more. At 17, you're pretty amazing. By the age of 24, you realize your parents got somehow smarter. At 29, you're like, man, I think they knew more than I thought they knew. At 35, you're like, my parents were pretty smart. But at 14, they knew nothing. (laughs) Isn't that weird? Proverbs chapter 19 verse 2 says, Even zeal is not good without knowledge, and the one who acts hastily sins. I want to share with you, I want to teach a little bit, is that okay? How many came to learn today? We're going to learn today to turn our phones off. It's... I want to talk to you about five spheres of authority. Five spheres of authority. I want to unpack this because it's important you understand this because generally, in the place you're blessed, you're under authority. And the place you're not blessed, you're not under authority. Um, the first one is family authority. Family authority. How does a blessed house happen? Husbands love your wives, wives respect your husbands, children honor your parents. In that environment, blessing, grace flows. Husbands are submitted to God, they're literally treating their wives as Christ loved the church. Uh, Women are respecting and honoring the husband, they're speaking well of them, and the kids are, not perfectly, but they're listening. And then if they don't listen, there's repercussions, so that they learn to listen. The second one is civil authority. We all bump into this, this is obviously police, government leaders, taxes, the Bible tells us be subject to them, honor them and pray for them. Again, you may be passionate about politics, and one of the hard things about being passionate about politics, because politics and government is important, the challenge of being passionate about politics is when you disagree with something, I want to encourage you, don't then take on a worldly spirit, which then is all about disrespect instead of honor. I don't believe in a lot of the things that our government does Um, in numerous different facets. I believe they're breaking down some of the core values of the Ten Commandments, and I think it'll actually uh, cause devastation. But what I have to guard my heart about it is that I'm not just this person of dishonor, disrespecting them, because understand this, I am under them. And God will reward me for my attitude and an honoring spirit as I'm under them, but he will also hold them accountable for how they're in authority. Does that make sense? I'm under authority and I'm in authority in certain positions in my world. Most of you are under authority and in authority in certain positions in your world. Does that make sense? Uh, there's social authority, like teachers and coaches. Have you ever noticed that sometimes uh, uh, maybe the Dallas Cowboys or the New York Giants or whatever football team, they will, they will find a, a superstar. I mean, this guy can be the best thing, but then he seems to move from team to team and team to team. And no one seems to be able to coach the guy because he's uncoachable. And what happens is he doesn't reach his potential. Isn't it a shame that the most talented guy that could be the MVP or a superstar ends up being the guy that's unteachable? Social authority, workplace authority, obviously bosses, and bosses are subject to the governing uh, laws and, and rules of the day. And, and here's the thing, if you honor your boss, how many you know it goes better for you? Trying to get you promoted? Then there's church authority, and the church authority has Scripture, and then there's pastors, and then there's leaders. When you're under authority, grace flows. When you're under authority, it's like you're protected. When you're under authority, we're we're forgiven by grace. God makes you a son and daughter of God by grace, but how many know in the house of God is discipline? Discipline. So when I'm, I'm positioned under God by the grace of Jesus, He shed His blood, He rose from the dead, and because I believe and trust and turn to Him, I am a son. Someone say, amen. amen. I'm a son, and if you're not a son, not a daughter, I'm going to invite you later to become a son and become a daughter, and there's no greater thing to be a son and daughter of the Most High God. But I've noticed over time that there's certain Christians that seem to live in grace and others that seem to get pelted by life. And I've started to wonder to myself, are you under authority? Let's talk about this for a moment. Husbands are under God. They're to love. Wives are to respect their husbands. Children honor your parents. But what if you're single in here? You're like, "Ha <laughs> I'm single. Are you single under authority?" I just bang my head. Are you single under authority or single outside authority? So when you ask a girl to date you, do you come under the father's blessing and ask him, "Can I date your daughter?" I didn't learn this in Australia, and I remember my wife kind of like, when we were dating, like, how come you didn't ask you? my dad for us to date. And I was kind of like, we're, we're already dating. <laughs> I didn't understand it. So I'm just trying to help you out that you actually show him respect, learn respect and come under his authority as you ask, Hey, can I date her? Cause here's what it does, man. It checks you, checks your motives. Are you man enough to ask the dad? Do you embrace or do you shrink in fear or are you just there to use her? Are you under authority? Hebrews 9.27, one day we're all going to stand before God. Hebrews 9.27 says it is appointed unto man once to die and after that, the judgment. So either way, if I reject authority, eventually I run into authority. So do I come under authority Or do I reject authority? Um, The workplace, do you come under authority? You're late all the time, talk bad about your boss. You're out of authority. Pastor, this year I want to start my own business. Cool. I want you to. I I want people to, 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 if you're called to do it, some aren't. Some definitely need to work for other people. Just so you know, not everyone's called to run their own show. That's called a disaster. I'm going to start my own business. I was proud of one of our leaders recently. He said I came, he, he felt like the Lord asked him to start a business, stirring him to start a business. He went up to his boss. He said, hey, I'm starting this business and I just want to make sure that we're okay as I start this business that it doesn't seem like I'm stealing your clients what did he just do? Honored. You can start your business with honor, or you can start your business without honor. You can be in marriage with honor, you can be in marriage without honor. Let me promise you, it's easier in honor. It just is. Are you with me? Um, Your finances, are they under authority? Or outside of authority? You're like, I'm killing it in business. Why do we bring the tithe to God? Under authority. I do what I want outside of authority. How much of your money will will you take with you when you die? That just reminds us we're managers. We're stewards of the resource of God. So when I return to God what's His... I say, God, you're over me. I'm under your authority. Does that make sense? Let's talk about church authority for a moment. David, King David, did this brilliantly in certain seasons of his life and did it incredibly bad in other seasons, which shows me you can start well. A lot of people start well. But how are you going 10 years in and 20 years in? Watch this now. David was under authority as he learned to worship God in private. Watch this now. He's anointed by the prophet, church authority. is sent by his father to the battlefield to deliver food, family authority. Granted permission from the king to fight Goliath, government authority and then what happened grace and victory flow if he doesn't listen to dad he doesn't even get to the battlefield dad sends him go get the domino's pizza <laughs> ham and pineapple some people believe that's of god some people believe that's of the devil maybe you did a meat lovers Maybe he brings pepperoni. Maybe it's just plain cheese. I don't know. When I first came to America, I I saw lots of people doing plain cheese. I was like, that's not the will of God. (laughs) Australia, we're all about throwing a bunch of stuff on it. Give me some flavor on my pizza, please. David is the pizza delivery boy. Brings bread and cheese to the battle. Submits himself to his father submits himself to the prophet submits himself to the king and the king gives him permission to fight Goliath And what flows grace flows power flows victory flows in authority and here's the thing my flesh your flesh hates authority our culture hates authority They're all about tearing down authority. But the one who is truly in authority will one day hold them to account for the authority he gave them. That's how it works. Matthew chapter 3, I never got this verse. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. Jesus hasn't sinned. Jesus is the sinless Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, watch this now, and John tries to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, but do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, someone say at that moment, Heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Why did Jesus get baptized? Because he was submitting under spiritual authority. He doesn't go to the Pharisees, doesn't go to the Sadducees. He goes to who God had called was the Elijah of the day. And he comes under spiritual authority. And as he comes under spiritual authority, what happens? Grace flows. And the Father declares, this is my son whom I love. In him I am well pleased. Are you with me? All right, let me get practical for a moment. Let's get practical. You ready? It's good preaching until we get practical. Now it's time to apply the word. Are you with me? How do we stay under authority so that grace and victory flow? I probably should do a whole series on this one time. Number one, take your time to plan. Luke 16 Verse 8, the Lord said this, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? I've noticed this about God. God is not in a rush. Jesus, no one had a more important mission than Jesus, and Jesus walks everywhere he goes. I find this shocking. Goes to one village walks to the next like chilling just maybe rebuking his disciples teaching them some stuff eating some food but just walking meditating maybe praying think about the next village think about what God wants him to do he never gets out of alignment he stays in alignment and he's not rushing like you would think he's like hey Paul hey hey not Paul hey Peter hey James go get me a horse because I need to go to Nazareth and we're gonna rush there because I'm late for my meeting how many of you feel like you live like that? Yeah. Oh, meeting. Oh, don't know. Oh, don't know. Jesus just walking everywhere he goes. Now, I'm not saying go be lazy. Jesus got up early. Jesus stayed up late. Jesus worked hard. Jesus will walk miles every day. You heard about the 10,000 step rule? Yeah, Jesus did like 30,000 steps. He measured it on his iPhone, iWatch. I Anyway, that's in the Bible according to Anthony. (laughs) Take your time to plan. Two, seek wise counsel. Wise counsel. Someone say, wise counsel. Proverbs chapter 8, that's our chapter of the day today, says this, I wisdom dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. What does prudent mean? prudent means careful, wise discernment, the avoidance of rash behavior or speech, the good management of talents and resources and the showing of tact and wisdom in relationships with other people says this I wisdom dwell together with, with prudence then it says to fear the Lord is to hate evil then it says I hate pride you know what wisdom hates? pride Not good to hate anything, yes it is. Wisdom says, I hate pride. Why, because he knows what pride does. Pride caused an angel to be a devil. Pride will destroy you, pride will destroy me. Says verse 14, counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have insight, I have power. By me kings reign and rulers issue decrees that are just by me princes govern and all nobles who rule on earth third one quickly appointing comes from those who are over you not under you this is important you know the first time I ever shared a testimony in our church in Australia Wollongong Australia I was 18 we had like it was like testimony Sunday we had like eight people get up and share a testimony of what God was doing in their life and and, and they gave each person like three to five minutes the first time, I'm 18, I ever shared in our church in Australia I taught for three to five minutes I had at least four people come up to me afterwards and say you're called to be a pastor what did that mean? it really meant I had the gift to communicate in front of people that's what they saw how many know I didn't have the character I might have been called but not pruned called but needed knowledge yeah. zealous but needed counsel wisdom time the passing of tests or oh, the passing of tests is there anyone in here that needs to pass a few tests in 2023 oh we need to pass some tests This week, Pastor Fernando and I will meet with a church in in Florida over Zoom for the next four weeks. And we will uh, lead them in how to bring Transform into their men's ministry. But the truth is, that never would have happened had two years into Transform, Pastor Fernando's like, I need to do my own thing now. You know what, Pastor Anthony, I'm starting my own Bible study. I'm just doing my own thing with men. And I promise you, pastors would have come to me and they would do it anyway. But watch this now. Now he's getting to speak into voices and places that he'd never speak to unless he'd honor authority. Does that make sense? And I promise you, there are so many giftings and talents in our church. Let me tell you this, when it comes to worship, worship is one of the most dangerous places the stage, music, one of the most dangerous places. Gifted people promoting themselves instead of promoting God. I got a, I got a guy I know in this surrounding area. Got a divorce. He's a pastor of a church. Got a divorce. To, I don't know, announced he's getting a divorce. And the next Sunday, at Instagram, he was preaching that Sunday in his church. The next Sunday he's preaching his church, the next Sunday he's preaching his church, and I just thought to myself, huh, there's no spiritual authority in that church. Why, because he does not know how to lead his own house, doesn't know how to take care of the house of God. In our church, we have pastors who are over us, we have pastors who are with us, we have pastors who are under us. You might be like, Pastor Anthony, man, I'm called to preach, cool, leading kids for a while under their authority man I'm called to preach jump on a first impressions team but I'm but I'm called to preach I need the stage no you need to humble yourself sir you need to humble yourself ma'am my wife and I um, again this is what I here's the funny thing listen men women be careful of flattery spiritual pride I don't know why this happens but I promise you it happens when you're gifted he'll come up to you and go you should do your own thing careful of that one that needs to come from oversight not undersight that needs to come from shepherds not sheep are you getting this? this is important because I'm for your longevity I, I am I'm for you making the impact you're meant to make in the kingdom of God. Not just run off and do your own thing and stay small. My wife and I, her father's a pastor of a church in Kearney. Said, hey, there's six people that need to get discipled. Would you start to disciple them? And we started to and we said, hey, we we should do a service. Three months later, we started a service. And our church was the good shepherd church for about seven years because we didn't want to disrespect him and dishonor him and so after a while i realized people can't even spell shepherd (laughs) which is super concerning on another level and we just felt like the name didn't catch and didn't fit us and so after like six or seven years i met with him and i said hey pastor Pastor antonio i just want to honor you and thank you for your financial investment the first two years of our church they had to cover the cost because there was just costs and and people when they're first getting saved they normally don't tithe and so and and i asked him hey is our church covering its cost and he looked at me and laughed (laughs) it's like oh but seven years in i met with him and i said hey We just feel like we need to change the name of the church and i just want your blessing on it and he said oh you know i mean i love the name but if you guys feel like it's hindering you and feel like you need to do a different thing that's fine and if he would have said no we would have slowed down waited six months waited a year but he said fine and what's weird is when we change the name of the church it changed the church I can't, I can't even explain it. It was like it went from something we were stewarding to it was my baby. I knew I was carrying something different. And I remember this wrestle in my own heart because I had moved from Australia. We moved 17 times in like 17 years. I was never part of one local place for a long time. Moved to America, bounced in, in, in Liberty University and then go back to Australia, sit under Hillsong leadership for a while, come to America, and then we start a church. And I never sat under leadership, consistent leadership, for like 10 years, which honestly, you should do. And then I remember hearing a podcast one day, and it was from Pastor Jurgen, and he was talking about how he served one man's vision for seven years, and served another man's vision for seven years. And then after those 14 years, God gave him his own vision. And I remember just wrestling in my own heart, and I said, Lord, I didn't get to serve someone's vision because I moved around all over the place. And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart that day. He said, give Yesi Padam, build three churches for them. Took us about four years to build three churches for them. We'd raise the money for it. And we just, that's his vision. That's his vision. He's got a vision to build a hospital in India and we're going to help him do that. Because we come under and we serve it. And, and here's what I've noticed. When you serve someone else's vision, God eventually trusts you with your own. Let me, let me land this for a moment. He, hear this now. Moses is the man of God. And Joshua is his successor. If Joshua goes before his time. He splits a nation, but he waits until Moses passes away, and then he leads them into victory. Do you, do you understand God is a God of authority? Do you understand that Adam and Eve weren't kicked out of the garden because of an apple? They were kicked out of a garden because of authority? Do you know that when the kingdom of God comes on earth again, he will reestablish Authority and where we are blessed and this takes time and, and, um, and, and so many people go but what about misuse of authority let me share one more, one more example just so you can catch this Samuel learns to hear the voice of God under Eli Eli is a disaster of a leader God's about to judge him for how he leads but he learns under authority it's actually how God tests us it's how God trusts us it's how God prunes us family authority civil authority work authority church authority we're gonna uh, God willing we're probably gonna knock down this wall and, and put more spaces but let me tell you we're gonna get permits we're not gonna go pastor God said knock down these walls we don't listen to anyone no we come under Authority. If you don't think you're under authority, just drive 100 miles on Route 21. You're about to find out you're under authority. Why do you pay your taxes? Under authority. You know where grace flows? Grace flows under authority. I can be under authority, I can be outside authority. Which one do you want to be? Come on, close your eyes. Father, I thank you so much for every man here, every woman here. I thank you so much for every family. Lord, every calling, every gift, every anointing. God, you see it all. Those in the kids' room right now who are teaching and having fun. and shepherding those children i pray for them today that you would grace them i pray for parents today that they be graced to shepherd and love and just father and mother their children i pray lord god for the men who would lead in our transform groups and and Lord, the women who would lead in all, all throughout and transform groups and dream teams, Lord, in outreach and everything we do, I pray, Lord God, that you would put your hedge of protection around this place and you would put your grace on it, God, and you would pour out your spirit in a rich way. And I just pray, Lord, Lord, wherever we need to just adjust and shift, Lord, you would adjust and shift your people. Lord, that it'd never be harsh, but it would be, Lord, the way you need it to be. God, I pray for your wisdom. I pray for your grace over every, man and every woman lord in whatever he does god in every area of business and government and family life god let this house be a house i pray of wisdom lord in jesus name eyes closed all across this place jesus came under authority because he knew all of us stepped out of authority then he died on a cross where the sin of the world caused God to look at mankind where he had to judge it but where Jesus stepped in and he said I'll take the judgment and he says I offer you the gift of eternal life I offer you grace I offer you forgiveness I offer you mercy Jesus said come unto me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you learn from me Maybe you're in this place today and you have never received Jesus. You don't know if you're a son and daughter of God all across this place. I'm going to pray a prayer in a moment. i ask you to respond to it. So why don't we pray this prayer together. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for coming under authority. Thank you for dying on a cross, rising from the dead, And I ask you to forgive my sin, come into my life, be my Savior, be my Lord, be my very best friend. All across this place, while eyes are closed, in a moment of prayer, if you're responding to God for the first time, or you know you're far away from God, you need to come back to Him in that moment, and you pray, and you make business with God, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and raise it up high all across this place. Thank you, thank you. Hands going up all across the place. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. The Holy Spirit's just nudging some hearts right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You can put your hand down. I want to pray for you, especially if you just feel like you're dealing with this perhaps in your own heart, and you just want to ask the Lord for wisdom and humility so that you could give honor wherever you're meant to come under authority or you would be in authority and you're to give honor to those under you I just want you to raise your hand too all across this place, all across this place. Father, I pray for every heart, every hand. Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would help your people. Lord, steward where they're in under people and over people. Father, in Jesus' name, in workplace and family life. God, I pray there would be respect and honor in the home life, first of all. Lord, I thank you for it in the house of God. I thank you for it in government. I thank you for it in the workplace. Lord, adjust what your people need. Lord, in Jesus' name i trust you with the results in the mighty name of jesus and a church alive said come on if you receive god's word today come on let's give let's honor jesus just for a moment praise god